1: Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic podcast. I'm Liam Bryce and today I'm joined by Craig Swan all the way from Sweden ahead of Celtic's Europa League playoff. How are we today Swan? Are you alright? I'm good Liam,
2: thank you. How's yourself?
1: All I'm good. Not too bad, not too bad. Um obviously you're out there in Sweden. What can you tell us from the the Celtic camp ahead of ahead of the game on Thursday?
2: Well, obviously um Celtic will will, will get to the stadium uh, Wednesday night probably about half 6 um manager Neil Lennon will, will, will do his media stuff before then um, the Swedes have, they've been speaking today um, this morning uh, they're looking forward to the game I think there's, a kind of, there's actually a, you can feel a little bit of excitement around the city for this game I think um, AIK although the first leg didn't go out particularly well for them obviously they lost the game um, You know they haven't qualified for the group stages of Europe for like seven years and I mm-hmm. think they think they've got a chance yeah. um, and obviously, you know, they've got a deficit to overcome, but I don't think they've given up, you know, I don't think they've given up. I think they feel as though they'll be a di- they will be a different proposition themselves on their own turf than what they were in Glasgow last week, when, let's be honest, they didn't show a great deal, certainly mm-hmm. not in, a, <clears throat> in an attacking sense, they were they were, they were pretty limited, but um, they've got their, their, their star strikers back from suspension, uh, he seems to be fit after a wee injury scare at the weekend, uh, Tarek El-Yanoussi, so I think that's helped boost our spirits as well. But yeah, Celtic, Celtic will come here full of confidence a great result. The clean sheet at home was massive, and I think most people, um, most neutral observers, and, and certainly the people travelling over from Celtic will, will believe that one goal over here will probably be enough.
1: Mm-hmm. If you had a chance to, to check out the, the stadium, yet the Friends Arena, I believe it's called, a fifty-one thousand, and I, the Swedes have been saying that they're, you know, they're actually gunning for the European record attendance. So as you say, it's it is, it is still a big. Um, by no by no means giving up on it. As you were saying, have you had a chance to to check out the stadium yet?
2: I have. I went up this morning, um, and it is it's a it's a terrific stadium. It really really good. We're, we're fortunate actually that um, when we went up, the the sort of media guys and and the guys who are working at the clubs, so I let, let a few of us out to to have a look and on the pitch through the tunnel area and, and coming out, and it's quite. Um, it's quite. It, it looks like it. The type of place would be really noisy, really imposing. Um, it's quite steep when you're on the pitch. The stands go up quite steep. Um, the, the, there's a retractable roof, so it's, it, it's. Although it won't be closed, it's one of those. It feels quite tight. I think it'll be quite atmospheric. Um, and obviously, if Aik get their tails up, um, it could be. It could be quite. It could be quite an atmosphere. It could be quite a good night, um, according to the guys at the club. I think they'd sold 23,000 tickets prior to the first leg Mm -hmm. and obviously with the result not going just the way they'd hoped, they haven't had quite as big an uptake um, as they would have hoped for in the last six, seven days since the tie at Celtic Park, so... I, they seem to be talking about the the low 30s mm-hmm. maybe 31 32 was was what they were expecting but yeah. whether they get whether they get a little surge on the day of the game i don't know but they were talking sort of between 30 and 35 that's what they were expecting and just the way the stadium's laid out and the way it looks that'll be that that it may it may well feel like a lot more put mm-hmm. that way if right. uh, if a k get going but obviously the flip side can be if, if celtic can turn it around and and Get a goal quickly; it could silence the place. So, no, it's, it it looks like a cracking place anyway.
1: Yeah, as far as the game itself goes, I mean, how how do you see Celtic approaching this? Because obviously they're in that position where there's no need to go gung ho, but at the same time they don't want to be inviting an early, like, sort of early onslaught in front of the home crowd. How do you how do you see them approaching it?
2: Yeah, I think just cautious positivity, I would have thought. I mean, it's it's fair. I mean, if, if... <laughs> As we all know, Celtic play what, ninety nine percent of games, well, a hundred percent of games on the front foot. It must be quite difficult to send them out or, or, or ask the players to kind of play in a defensive way. I would expect Celtic just to play the way they always do. Um, as you quite rightly say, there is maybe no need for two full backs to go bucking here and up the pitch at the same time. Or you know, Scott Brown may just hold his position like he always does. One of the full backs may hold at a time. You know, as you say, there is no need to be gung ho. But I don't think Celtic can. I don't think it's their makeup, really. That you know, to set up a team to be defensive, if you like. I think that I think they'll go be positive. Obviously, the thing that Neil Lennon knows is if Celtic score the first goal in the game, the tie's over. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, they'll utterly deflate A. K. Who have to bank on the fact that they that they keep Celtic out. I mean, I'm, as much as they're positive and they've got a bit of belief and they're hopeful that they can do something, I'm sure even they, although Cluj might have scored four goals, but that was almost a freak night. Um, the way that game panned out, I don't think Celtic could defend as catastrophically as that again. Um, to get four, I think would maybe be beyond the AK So, I think if Celtic get one, if you're Neil, I mean Neil Lennon said after the first leg, I, I don't really care if if it comes in the 90th minute, the away goal, I'm not bothered. But the prospect of getting it first and just taking the sting out of the tyres. I'm quite sure that's what Celtic will be looking to do. Yes. Try and finish it pretty quickly.
1: Ah, uh, because it would. I mean, as you say, it would kill the it would kill the tie uh, stone. Yeah, gets, would kill uh, the atmosphere, but it yeah, would also the rip the hearts well, of the A K
2: right? players as well. I think. You uh-huh. know, I think if, if they lost the first goal, quite you know, if they, if they lose the first goal, they almost their own confidence would just sap. You would probably see it visibly that they would just the shoulders would shrug. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. And in terms of you know the, the squad selection, when you say Celtic will they be travelling over Wednesday?
2: Wednesday night? Yep, yeah, Wednesday afternoon. Um, they think the flight's do land are about six, half past six here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they'll, they'll go straight to their base. Um, the players, are a couple of, one of the players in the Lennon will probably head for the stadium. I'm not sure at this stage if the whole squad's coming, but that hasn't happened in the previous ties. Yeah, um, Didn't happen in Cluj. the Clues. The manager's got to come to do his, uh, his media. media duties. Yeah. It's a UEFA it's stipulation and and one of the players as well has to be represented, um, has to represent the squad, I should say. So a couple of them have to, have to be there, but the rest of them don't. So um, this was something that Brendan Rodgers brought in during his time. Um, it was always the way that clubs would travel over and train the night before. But Brendan Rodgers can kind of canned that idea and decided it was better to do a proper session. At, provided the journey wasn't too far, he preferred to do a proper training session at Lennox Town and then flying the afternoon. Yeah, um, and then just go straight to evening meal and, and rest, and uh, that's what Neil Lennon's kept that going. So that's the plan again, I think.
1: Yeah, and what is the kind of the routine on the the match day? If you get any kind of insight into that, you know, what do they what do the players get up to during the day before
2: they head to the stadium? Uh, well, I don't expect to see them kicking about the shopping malls. <laughs> um, I mean, a lot of it depends on, on where they are. Um, you know, where the hotel, exactly what, it, what it's got adjacent to it. I mean, there's been in St. Petersburg last year, for example, the players will tend to go out for a walk, do breakfast, and then go out and have a walk in the morning of the game, have a wander around, um, you know, as a group, whether they would do anything training-wise, I'm not sure. Um, that may just change on a game-to-game basis. I'm not sure. Lunch and then rest in the afternoon before the time. Maybe try and get a couple of hours sleep in the afternoon before... Get into the stadium for what's a seven o'clock kick off here. So yeah, I would imagine it'd be fairly relaxed. And at this at this time of the season, although you're still building fitness up, the games are so thick and fast that it's it's, it's sort of rest recuperation game, rest recuperation game. So mm-hmm. um I'd, I'd imagine it'll be fairly relaxed until kick off time. Yeah, do you env- envisage
1: kind of too many changes from the the team that played last week? I mean obviously there is the kind of there is a small matter of a game on Sunday as well coming up. Uh, do you th- expect that to come into Lennon's thinking at all? I know he probably wouldn't have, you know admit that no. publicly, but you know, no. if there was anything, would you think it's just all focus on, on this?
2: No, but I think it's all focus on this game. It's such a I mean, whether, you know, Neil doesn't make any secret of the fact and Celtic don't make any secret of the fact. They wanted Champions League, but the prospect of no European group stage football at all until Christmas is not one that would be welcomed at all around around the corridors of Celtic Park when they thought the squad really want it, the manager wants it. Europa League is a good tournament. It's not the Champions League, but it's still a good tournament. And last season, for example, there was the, the group stages were, were good for Celtic. They um, they had a couple of cracking results. It gave them a confidence, momentum. The night they beat Leipzig at Celtic Park was a really really big result, um, and they were able to, to build off it. And, and uh, it was good for them. And I think, as as Mialbi said in, in the paper last week, in the Daily Record last week, he said Celtic have to, Celtic have to be seen to be in Europe. Mm-hmm. The name has to be in Europe, really. Um, so all focus on this. I know that the at the end of the day, the Rangers game on Sunday is absolutely massive for Celtic. But there's 34 league games after that. There's yeah. no second chance on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So uh, wouldn't I wouldn't imagine a single shred of thought has will go into Ibrox plant to this time. Until this tie's done and dusted, Celtic so really need to get this done.
1: Well, there you have it. That's Craig Swan out in Sweden. Uh, Tony, thanks very much for joining us. Um, and I hope you enjoy the game on Thursday night.
2: No more, Liam. Thanks very much. Do thanks, all the best. mate.
1: All the best. Cheers. You, bye. Bye. Well, that was Swanee over in Sweden, and now I'm joined here by Michael Gannon back in Glasgow. And when we were on the phone to Swanee there, Michael, there's been a bit of development at Celtic Park. Uh, loan signing for the Stoke City, uh, right back, Moritz Bauer, joined for the rest of the season uh, with an option to buy at the at the end of the window. So there's that bit of depth at, at right back that New Lennon's been looking for.
0: Yeah, um, live from Sweden now to now to <laughs> <laughs> Um Yeah, uh, Bauer
1: from um, Stoke
0: City, right back. Um, it looks like a guy who will come in his cover. I think it's a loan deal with our view to um, buying into the season. Uh, we don't know an awful, I mean, I've got to be honest, I don't know an awful lot about him. I think he played a, few, a number of games for Stoke in the Premier League a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. uh, 18 months ago, when they got delegated. Um I think he stayed on, got a new contract that summer, um, started the season in the, in the team uh, under Gary Rowett, I think it was, mm-hmm. and then when he, he got his books, I think the new manager came in and I think he lost his place and they struggled to get back in again since. Uh, hasn't played uh, much for them since, but he's an Austin international I think he's got decent pedigree played with Ruben Kazan in Russia, Gashoppers in, in, in Switzerland. Um, so I'd imagine he was a 26, 27. Yeah, 27. Um, so it, it looks like a guy that they'll bring in is kind of cover at this point in time, potentially pushing for that that, that right back role. Uh, it's an area I needed addressed, rest, so they've addressed it now um, because they are short. And also Christopher has played at right back a lot this season and Elhamid um, uh, as well. is coming in, but he's been a few injury problems. Uh, so it needed, needed someone to come in there and bolster of that area so I'm not surprised that they have gone and done that now
1: yeah I mean Bauer I mean I've been uh, <laughs> been at the record nearly two years now and every transfer window since I've no word of lie Bauer has come up as yeah. a potential target from Celtic so is this one that maybe goes a wee bit back obviously to when Brendan Rodgers was I mean there was no can't remember if ever been any confirmed interest before,
0: but yeah. certainly it was. You know, he was always a name that was. was obviously a, a guy that was uh, been on the files at, at Parkhead, and I've kept an eye on him. Um, maybe not the chance to, to kind of get him. Previously, now it's come up, the managed to get him, um, albeit in a loan deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but listen, time is ticking. The chance of windows shutting on on Monday, so I think Celtic are now in a position need to get kind of get what they can done with they can do. I mean, they haven't done an awful lot of business. I think. People have said that two or three signs coming in, we've been waiting for that for a while now. Um I think only Fraser Forster arrived in the last kind of four weeks.
1: Yeah, it was Hamid um, before that, and that so was back in uh, July. Yeah.
0: So it's been a quiet three or four weeks or so' taking that in the kind of outfield player front. So it's so this is now the business starting to pick up again and they've got this guy in. Um it looks a solid enough acquisition, I think it seems to be it seems to be okay. Um yeah,
1: international experience
0: as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think he'd be probably keen to restart his career. I think he's starting to stall a bit at Stoke. Um, listen, it's maybe not maybe not the sexiest names for for punters, but as a right back, I mean, don't, there's, not, there's not many sexy right backs <laughs> in the world. Um, it's a guy who come in and, and do a job, and, and and you don't know it could be a it could it could be a good signing. Uh, a, a loan deal, it's risk very little risk attached at this point in time. And if he does well, they can obviously buy him in the summer. Um, so it's a kind of a kind of win-win situation, really. It gives him cover, and a guy who's hungry and wanting to kind of kick start his career again.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean. Uh, Lennon was saying, you know, he's looking for, you know, up to th- maybe three signings. That's obviously, you know, one clicked off the, the last there. Um, you think, still think, perhaps looking at another left back. There's, you know, the yeah. Greg Taylor situation is ongoing. You've got Melling from Rosenberg. Yeah, expect some sort of movement on that, wouldn't we? Yeah, left back
0: area still needs to be to addressed um, the, the as well. It will be. I'm, I'm convinced they'll will, will bring in right, a left back um, between now down Monday. Um, who it is depends on where they are um as the windows have to close. Um so that that is an area they will the will bring in a left back and then the question is the one other. I think potentially and you know, I maybe attacking midfield player, maybe another depending on you know um uh, I sound a bit quiet on Olivia and Cham but there's maybe, maybe scope for a another a kind of um defensive midfield player maybe. Um so I, I do think and also, I, th- I still think the striker. I still think they need another striker as well. Although, Vacuum Bayou coming in last weekend and not getting two goals, <laughs> <and> <laughs> unfortunately for him. A commiserations to yeah, I think Yeah, thinking that. he's on a hat-trick and going to none. Um, but at least that's a positive step for him because he was in exactly, danger of being yeah. completely forgotten about. Uh-huh. Um, but maybe still, I think another striker might be worth looking at. But I think that may be an extra one uh, if they get a chance. But definitely... Uh, a midfield player and a, and a left back. I think we'll be expecting to see both um, by Monday night. Mm-hmm. Probably late. No, no, say I think that'll be, <laughs> that be a late night.
1: And just as well we touched on it on the the website today. You know, Neil Lennon he has been incessantly asked about transfers, and because it's you know it's what the fans are. You know, they're always demanding the very latest. Um, but we kind of compiled a lot of you know what is what has been said about incomings, and there's been a. If, Maybe a bit sort of building frustration among the support because there was kind of indications that signings would be done. You know, there was kind of talk of getting guys in before this, this ah, game. It's the, and it's the kind of mañana, mañana. Stuff, yeah, so it? yeah. it's like, what, what do you kind of make it as, of that as a whole? you know, from then? I
0: think as every manager, it's out of his hands at certain points. They, they identify players through the whole club, with the scouting departments and the manager and all that stuff. Guys they fancy and the club's got to go do the business and it's not always that straightforward because there's other clubs involved, there's players involved, there's competitions around now as well, there's guys playing in the competitions, they might be keeping their options open, so it's difficult, so it's alright saying, yeah, I want to have two players in by next week, the mechanics of it don't work that way, mm-hmm. uh, and it's out of the manager's hands, and sometimes managers say these things, a wee bit of pressure getting leaned on, yeah. um, to those above to get, the, to get the deals done, but even then, that doesn't. it's not always easy, um, the players change their mind, clubs bump up the terms, It's it's, it's negotiations are, are tricky at times, my my, my contention is that I think I still think so should had done all this a long, long time ago, I think. But I can understand why it hasn't. I mean, the changing manager in the scouting department um, with the head of recruitment leaving or effectively working his notice for a couple of months didn't do the club any favours. Mm-hmm. So they were behind the eight ball a wee bit going into the, into the summer. Whereas in an ideal world, this is done a year in advance. It's for the January and going into the summer so that the players are lined up to come in. Ones that are attainable, the groundwork's been done, negotiations are, are started, and the boxes get ticked, contracts signed, away they go. It's not been that way this, this summer for Celtic. It's been a wee bit on the hoof uh, for reasons less. we all know, we understand why it's been on the hoof, but it's it's, it's certainly um, not helped Celtic's cause, particularly the Champions League, cause that's now now too, too late for that now, mm-hmm. because it's gone. Yeah. Um, but it's less I think it ha- it's been said for a few years in a row now, lessons need to be learned. Mm-hmm. Celtic they need to have some sort of proactive um Strategy going into this this part of the this, the summer, but yeah. um, it's been slightly lacking
1: for a few years. Yeah, is this then what Nicky Hammond has been brought in to do? Yeah, to he's been
0: out? he's been instructed to look over oversee the whole the whole setup and, and put forward his recommendations to, to Peter Lawwell about the the structure of the club in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, don't think he's reported back yet, so he's he's, he's, so he's helping out in terms of the current recruitment and but his, his general term. job is to look at the overview and say right here's what's needing to be done. Mm. to get this back on track, because I think it has been uh, gone a bit awry in,
1: in recent years. Yeah. Um, so it needs to be, needs to be sorted out. Because it just, just, there does just seem to be this, you know, um kind of consistent, you know, struggle to get these deals over the line. And can you understand, you know, the fan frustration, but going back to what we were talking about earlier, when there was, the, you know, the kind of quotes coming out of, you know, we're hoping for one or two next week and then nothing arrives. Can you understand why that? Oh, totally. Yeah. Because yeah, listen,
0: sometimes they don't actually need that many signings but fans always love to see new signings it gets, that's what get some excited transfer. that's why you see Sky Sports with a big deadline day bonanza or uh, are used to before they could kind have of bumped their own transfer window a earlier. earlier um, so they do they excited by new, new signings um, and it's not quite it's not quite happening they've they had the big kind of marquee kind of signing coming in this summer which they always look for but there hasn't been a marquee signing for a while mm-hmm. I mean last summer Odds Edward was a marquee signing but you're the in the building yeah, uh, for a season on loan. Um, so they haven't really had that kind of. There's no, there's no crowds in the car park type signings. Yeah, but where are these guys? I mean, well, you're going to get these guys anymore? No, it's the market's, though, The market's it? ridiculous. We're uh-huh. talking about twenty million quid for all of them at Burnley. If Celtic went and signed on at Burnley for two million quid, the week before he went to to Sheffield United. The partners weren't even happy, probably. they are probably moan about it. Yeah. Yeah, he goes for 20 million to Sheffield United, so it shows you the market. Yeah. They need to be creative, and they need to get into, into nooks and crannies in Europe and find these guys, which is what's maybe been missing for the last mm-hmm. wee
1: while. Yeah, I mean, and the, the marquee signing, is, as you, you said, and you're coming back to that, like, I suppose the last one you could even say was Musonda was the closest thing you could have yeah. got to, and that was a loan, and then look how that, yeah. you know, kind of worked out as well. Um but so just to come back to it you are expecting more activity before the transfer I think there'll be I think
0: there'll be two I think there'll be two at least perhaps three I still think there'll be two or three uh, two I would imagine I would be stunned if there wasn't two new spaces left back and a midfield player by by one day mm-hmm. and potentially a third one
1: yeah and there is the you know it's not really it's not the Champions League as we keep saying but if they get the job done in Sweden on Thursday, um, there is the added incentive of anybody who's coming in that there will be European football on offer, at least until Christmas.
0: Yeah. yeah I, I know, know it's not the Champions
1: League, but it's...
0: Listen, well, you know, I, 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 I don't... <laughs> think, but football, I see if there's a Europa League bonus in their wage packet each month. Uh, exactly. I don't, think I don't think they're all that concerned, to, yeah. be, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, Champions League maybe is a big selling point. Um, maybe. But again... Uh, because of the platform that it, 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 it provides but uh, no it's, it's, that's, let's, be, let's be brutally honest about it it's, <laughs> it's, you're not, you're not saying I can take you to, to Club X for 20 grand a week but I can take you to to, to Celtic for 15 but you get your league football yeah <laughs> <You know that>. <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot thanks get but I'll go back to, the, to you
1: uh, far flung corners of Europe on a All Thursday right. night news flash people, players don't care about <laughs> <back> this stuff <laughs> aye so, maybe that is a wee bit uh, overstated, but what can really be overstated is you know, it's still a huge game for Celtic. Uh, and Thursday night, you know, spoke to Swanny on the phone earlier, just kind of talking about how you know they might approach it. And that you know, we were thinking that it's it is one of those ones where you know, 2 0 lead is a comfortable one, but it's also that kind of in between, you know, bit of, of a risk if I you were to you go too gung ho.
0: Why are we right away? It ties yeah. over. But At the an same early time, against you the ties back on again. Especially, you know, yeah.
1: he was saying as well that, you know, there there does seem to be a lot of there's a there's a buzz over there about this game that they that they seem to and you know why not? I suppose it is only 2 that, 0 that they're still very much in this tie. Early goal. They're yeah. really pushing for a big crowd, I believe. Um so it is it is it's a it's a difficult one to approach, isn't it?
0: Aye, I mean it's a it's a pretty intimidating atmosphere out right there. There's my 40,000 um um Swedes um, and we saw the away sport last week they were fairly mental noisy well it's a bit dangerous going out there after the game last week you still have <laughs> wits about you um, so that it's going to be intimidating and listen i have watched Celtic away from home a lot of times in Europe of late in, in recent years and seen that if you get at Celtic they like, you can get a bit of joy so they they won't fancy it likewise I think Celtic that first if it's a score it's a tie over <coughs> excuse me so that is that kind of balance but it would be good for Celtic to, just to see a game out. I mean, I think it would be nice to see Celtic just bore the pants off the Swedes mm-hmm. and play a sensible, professional, dull as ditch <laughs> performance and see it at the tie uh-huh. away from home. I think this here scare on flying by the seat of the pants stuff it's right. exciting to watch but it's not the way to do it. Um, I think Celtic could do with an absolute snooze fest in Sweden.
1: I feel like the fans would be grateful for that. Honestly, I think
0: <laughs> that's what they need. They need to, to show they can do that. Uh-huh. Because I'm not sure that, that, that they've showed that in, in recent seasons in mm-hmm. Europe. That they, they can. They've done it, I think they've done it in Rosenberg. Um, <coughs> excuse me. They've done it in Rosenberg, I think, once when they went out there and, and, and saw the game out in comfortable fashion. They got a nicked away goal. They've done it twice in Rosenberg, actually. Um, so they, they have went to Scandinavia and done it. Um, but there's been too many games when it's been... Elf or leather, anything can happen. Jobs uh, and Celtic can't allow that game to get out of control, like the Cluj game mm-hmm. at the Parkhead the other week. The, when the game is completely out of control. Yeah, Celtic need to control the game, we need to, to, to dominate the, the, the ball and dictate the, the way the game's played mm-hmm. uh, and see it out. That's the big test for
1: Celtic. Yeah. game management is that exactly the game management, which as you say went totally out the window against Cluj. Now, is that something that you know, perhaps plays on the minds of players. If if you know the Swedes were to you know grab an early goal, is it you know would it be a case of you know we've been here before? Can kind I of think? I know maybe closure, maybe a better side, but there's still that danger. Have, have it had it happened already this season?
0: Yeah, it's been seen too many times, but they they have done it before. But you need, they need the big players, the Scott Browns, Callum McGregor, these guys to to really put a foot in the ball and just, like I say, control the game, keep the head, and even losing a goal. I mean, uh, too many times in uh, in, the, in the travels with Celtic, they lose a goal and there's another one quickly, losing uh, goals in bunches and all bunches, that stuff, yeah. 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 Um, which is which is which is fatal. So they need to even if they do concede, they're still one goal away from, from finishing the tie. Mm-hmm. So going one one behind isn't, isn't a crisis. It's not a disaster, is but it? But you can sometimes see Celtic, it could t- turn into a crisis, whereas it isn't, because away a, a goal still, nothing really changes in that respect. So they have got a huge advantage, but they need to ha- keep the head, keep the heed. <laughs> <laughs> um, a collective heed. Uh, uh, keep the heed. Um, <coughs> but I think they can. I, I, think, I think I'm optimistic that they'll, they'll, they'll see it out but I, I don't think we'll see it out the way I'm saying I think
1: it could be, you know. <laughs> one way or another though you're saying yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Um, and obviously after that it's straight on to pretty much to Ibrooks and Sunday um, you know it's a huge huge game even at this stage of the season even though we've got what there would be 34 games still to go Yeah. Um, but just you know taking this one in isolation you know Celtic have lost on the last two visits to, to Ibrooks. I know the the one at the end of last season, the you know, the league title was already in the bag. But yeah. what what do you think needs to to change to stop that becoming three on the bounce at Ibrox?
0: I think you can ignore the last one. I genuinely think you could disregard the last game because that was a game of, of needs and wants. Rangers mm-hmm. need to win it. Celtic wanted to win it and that's the difference. That, that in those kind of games, it tends to be the side that needs it. Ireland wants it. Are, are the ones that, that they go and do it, in that circumstances, especially the season, it, it's naturally going to be a, a step off after yeah. the league. So I don't, I don't think you read too much out of that one. Um, but I think Rangers are favourites. I think you've got to put, I think you've got to make Rangers favourites at home with the, the crowd. Now, the, the, this, this daft decision to cut allowances for the away sport, is kind of wreck things a wee bit because I, I think it showed up last season that. It, it's heavily weighted in the home side's uh, um favour now. Mm-hmm. Um so I think I think I mean the bookies have got Rangers as favourites for the first time probably since what two thousand eleven or something, 2012, maybe. Yeah. Probably. Uh, probably it's got, to be, got hasn't it? to be you've got to be um pre meltdown, I would think. Um, uh-huh. is is the last time they're favourites. Yeah. Um and I think that's probably probably about right. I mean just started the season pretty pretty well. Don't think they're the finished article. I think this is the, uh, I think the press is on them. As well um but I certainly need to go like i say i actually think like but similar to what i'm saying about, about sweden i they can go to ibrox and 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 pull the pants off people and get, get a draw i don't think it's a bad result at that no, stage that at Um i think certainly fans have got a, a real taste for the, the last few years of going to ibrox and wiping the floor with rangers and and uh, going to hamden and wiping the floor with them and i think that the four nils and five nils and five ones I think that was a, they got quite addictive. Those days are done now. As they would. So of course <laughs> they would, yeah, but I think I think those days are, are now, yeah, I think Rangers have sufficiently improved base, to avoid. I mean, last season they avoided the, those kind of, I, mean, I actually thought the first old-firm game was pretty dominant. I thought so, it like, could have been three, four that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other three were, were competitive and this will be competitive. Um, I think you're in this kind of area that it could be an old-firm game that, that something silly could happen. It could be a silly result somewhere on the line. I mean, I'd i say a few times that there's there's been um, poorer Celtic teams are beating better Rangers teams at Ibrox poorer Rangers teams are beating better Celtic teams at Parkhead and vice versa Yeah. Um. so I, I don't think it's the be all and end all that people are making out of this, the first old Firm game of the season it's, this is the marker for the campaign mm-hmm. this will show you where, where the title's going to go, I don't know if that's going to be the case yeah. I mean, I remember Celtic going to Ibrox under Tommy Burns maybe first yeah. year, winning 2-0 at Ibrox McStay um, and Collins scoring, I think that was it, um, and then and getting well beaten in the league. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't, and, I, and, and I've there's been countless times, people all say last 6 2 games that win 6 2 set a marker for the season. And okay, certain always says that that was the one that set the tone for the season. Then back out and get beat 5 1 the next <laughs> time. <laughs> I was going to say that. I mean, eh? it, didn't he,
1: didn't he say that big a marker. Uh-huh. I was hardly
0: scared the last time the yeah. next time they played. Um, albeit, it sort of like romped it that season eventually. Yeah. Um, so I don't I don't think it's the be all end all. I don't think no. it put it will put
1: as it always does, our managers on the losing side will be under the cosh for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, these things, it, can, it seems with Celtic and Rangers is that this can change week to week. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If whoever wins the derby then goes out and says drops points the following week and then it's vice versa. It's you know Listen, it's almost no,
0: it's no, I wouldn't keep talking about the, the doomsday scenario for, for Neil Lennon go put it out of Europe and then you beat the old firm game and all the, the niggas about and all that stuff because I think there's, there's a kind of element of Celtic so fans didn't want in the first place. Yeah. I don't want them to turn and they're waiting for their chance to, to to put the boot in. That's the kind of overview that I don't think I don't think that's shared by everyone no. by any stretch of imagination. But let's flip it. What if Rangers get put out of Europe eh, on Thursday night and lose the old firm game at Ibrox It's there's gonna be some heavy pee on on Stephen Gerard. mm mm-hmm. Cause that's just the, that's the nature of the beast in Glasgow. Yeah. That's the way it goes. Um, so you're talking not even a bad week, a bad three days. <laughs> <laughs> Can could, could sign you
1: uh-huh, a bad um,
0: ninety minutes. Yeah, certainly beat Cluj the other week. certainly managed to hold out against Cluj. There wouldn't be nobody be talking talking about anything about transfers or 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 scouting departments or all that stuff or money or anything like that. Um, <coughs> that one game is is, is obviously uh-huh. created the problem. Um, but so it's it's a lot there's a lot at stake in terms of, of the kind of wider picture and the kind of momentum, but I don't think it's going to settle anything. I don't think this is going to be a, a, a no. crucial deciding game.
1: Yeah. I and mean, just taking the game itself and kinda of getting rid of the wider, you know, picture for a, a wee while, I think there's is there gonna be like an element of I mean, certainly from the game back at Ibrooks last December it was and to, as you say, a lesser, a much lesser extent. The, the next one at iBooks it's uh, Rangers have kind of got over Celtic in the middle of the park um, and there's been kind of talk you know recently about Scott Brown you know Chris Sutton had it in his column in the paper that he's, is he going to need to be managed so uh, with that and you know you, you can't imagine Scott Brown not playing in the, no. the old firm game no. uh, but you, at the same time he's the kind of guy you you want for the European games where as you said earlier on game management is key yeah. but is there going to be a, an element of not only managing the game but managing Scott Brown over these two oh,
0: listen, he's 34 years old I think, yeah. think he does need a certain management Yeah, that's. I think he'll admit himself that, that this might be the time now to start managing him um, so yeah I understand that but can, can Scott Brown play two games in three days this level this early season oh, without a doubt yeah. not a problem um, I wouldn't think it's an issue and I understand what Chris was saying about, about, about Scott and as an that will be the case. But I don't think we're there yet. I don't think that's no. the case. I think in um, these games, it's got to be the first name in the team sheet for these two games, especially Ibrox. Yeah. Um, I don't think I don't think he... I mean, uh, he's always one to gets criticised as well and things don't go quite right. I think the problem is Ibrox at the Christmas game, I think. It's quite evident. I think Callum McGregor left back. Uh-huh. so familiar, that one? Um, yeah. I mean, James Tavernier had a field day. Uh, and I think...
1: Mikey that, Johnston was a bit lost up front. up front. It was harsh on him. It was very harsh on, no, him. Uh-huh, on him. But it was wasn't really fair on him. Yeah, exactly. I think um, Cham had a bit of a
0: stinker as well, Cham didn't he? Was, yeah. yeah, a poor game. So, so his so work cut out. Um, trying to put out the fires that uh, Cham mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't doing. And also trying to cover that left side. Yeah. Because I think that's a problem area. Uh-huh. Um <coughs> I still think that's going to be a problem area on Sunday. I think that's going to be a key battle and potentially dangerous for Celtic. Mm-hmm. I think Tavernier against um bongoli to me is, is is a red flag area for Celtic now. Bolognoli I think has improved. Um he's still finding his feet. Defensively still I'm not sure. I think going forward looks alright. Um but if you're James Tavernier I think I'm gonna get yeah. tore in here. That like what then the flip side is that if he goes all charging up that right hand flank it does leave a bit of space behind. So and that's going to be interesting because I think <laughs> I mean, I'm listening. Guys, you have Eli's badges and all that stuff. I if you think if you're, if you're playing, playing Edward up front, you can peel off to that left. If there's going to be a, a quick ball out, he's terrific at picking that up. And that side of things as well. Mm-hmm. So that could be that's going to be that whole area. I think is the area to watch because the is going to, right. to be getting stuck in up front. He, he does leave. He does leave the back door open. Yeah he's done it in countless old firm games I think if you've watched the last three years all-firm games about times James Cavanagh has been done and behind because um, he's so attacking mm-hmm. um, But so he can cause damage at one end but he can also inflict it at the other so uh, I think that's going to be a must-watch area on the pitch middle of the park is going
1: to be a war as usual yeah. but I think that's the area that's going to be really key That's all from us this week. Thanks to Swanee and then Michael for joining me. If you want to continue the debate, you can find us on Twitter at record underslash sport, and we're also on Facebook as well. And we'll be back next week to talk all things Celtic, so don't forget to subscribe on Acast and iTunes to get the pod as soon as it's available, and you can also rate us on there as well. Thanks for listening.